Notable research has been undertaken in the months since the novel coronavirus emerged in China. Countries have leaned on their strong technology sectors and specifically on artificial intelligence and data science to track and fight the pandemic, while companies like Alibaba and Huawei have accelerated their company's healthcare initiatives. As cited by the World Health Organization, AI and big data have been a key part of the response to the virus, especially its role in modeling and tracking data. Today we have with us Yona Bulker, tech influencer in AI and member of the World Economic Forum's Expert Network. So Yona, in light of current events, how is AI aiding the fight against COVID-19 and how can it help us predict the next coronavirus outbreak? Yes, thank you so much. Um, basically, uh, is a huge topic for my colleagues, uh, which I collaborate with, and I would underline six main points. First thing, um, I believe is the main point there we actually uh, fail it because maybe you know that uh, Bill Gates talked about pandemic issues and that we're not ready and that our technology is not ready in terms of a, a accurate prediction in 2015. Yeah, and, I saw that video, yeah. Yes, so basically... The first thing is a pandemia and healthcare predictive analytics. Uh, currently, we have uh, uh, several companies in, in this field. Um, some examples, uh, Blue Dot is a company from Canada, eBioformis. So basically, uh, it allows to analyze information uh, about status uh, of health uh, citizens and population and provide a prediction regarding uh, future um, pandemia and viruses, and but once again, uh, it's exactly the point there we fail it. Um, because currently we need predict maybe the next wave of a coronavirus. Even yeah. though uh, even though summer will be kind of a calm uh, period, we still awaiting for the next wave of coronavirus um, uh, closer to autumn or maybe winter. So uh, this uh, virus have a tendency to the uh, further uh, evolution and um, some kind of uh, changes. Uh, the next thing uh, is AI for drug research and design. Uh, again, uh, is a point uh, where we actually uh, fail it because um, as a person who have a chronic disease, uh, I would say that many, many uh, people uh, around the world uh, struggle to find appropriate medication for autoimmune disorders. And I even don't mention the cases with viruses in pandemia. We simply didn't have a appropriate uh, vaccines to the period when it's happened. So uh, companies like Atomvice, for instance, uh, working on uh, using AI to make it better, more efficient in using AI to predict different combination on viruses evolution in yeah. the next wave as well. The next thing is a really close to my work and is a kind of a, my interest is a collaborative AI or collaborative data science, an open source project for collaborative research. Uh, currently, uh, we have um, 
different situation in different countries. For instance, uh, just five minutes ago, I had a talk with a person from uh, Kenya. Uh, he's a leader of the acceleration programs. He worked with startups and he still have no idea what will happen tomorrow. And the situation in information and insights around the world is different. That's why we need collaborative efforts. That's why we have a platform like Omdena, Zindi Africa, or for instance, companies like a TensorFlow who make a machine learning open source in order to uh, gather insights around the world about this problem. Uh, what's what called collaborative AI, collaborative data science, where uh, data scientists around the world, technology guys, uh, contribute information about this pandemia in a particular country in order to come up with some solution in clear picture and vision of this problem. Right. And the next thing, and I believe again, that's where we failed, it's smart and personalized cities. As again, is a part of my work uh, uh, as well, is a place uh, where we can find companies like Zen City, City AI, and City Biz. Personalized cities uh, is a concept when we are able to govern a, a lifetime um, feedback from citizens. For instance, we just uh, found that particular person became infected and governors have information about this because we have a real-time uh, uh, analytics and board that govern information about every citizen or a particular uh, districts in real time. So AI help us to govern this information and present real-time information very quickly in order uh, to involve health uh, institutions, uh, doctors to this problem, but also uh, make some actions in order to prevent it in the future, to build the cities in more efficient way in terms of access to healthcare. Because uh, for instance, I spent uh, my mentoring session in Israel, in Palestine, and one of the biggest problem we have today, it's a, a lack of access to emergency rooms very often is a completely overcrowded and we yeah. have no enough analytics about which hospital is available which um places for patients are available so uh, personalized cities and ai help us to make hospitals and the whole cities more or less clear in terms of information we have uh, the second thing uh, is an open source education and learning to avoid panic. Maybe uh, you know that just um, in this autumn, we have a, a bit panic about climate change. While this situation exists, is a big, we, have a, we had a too much talks driven by not scientists, but more or less uh, kind of a activist. Sometimes it led to the panic. At the same time, people need instruction. They actually need information what to do. So, for That's instance, pandemia happens or climate change happens. So, what I need to do? So, uh, all of us understand what climate change happens. And now we understand what pandemia happens. I need instruction in open source in every country, in every city, when I able to access it from my personal account and get some personalized recommendation in my cities. For instance, which hospitals uh, are available, 
you need to learn this, you need to do this, you better to stay at home until this date. So uh, we need open source information for citizens in order to uh, avoid panic and make our efforts efficient. Um, and the last thing, uh, it's more about prevention. Uh, as a personalized and predictive medicine, uh, it's a close uh, point one and point two. So it's related to uh, personalized uh, analytics and healthcare analytics, but also drug research. When we're able to provide people with a quick uh, blood testing, uh, healthcare uh, testing uh, on demand very quickly, um, while we had a Ferranus uh, scandal a few years ago, actually there are companies who tried to bring some uh, quick personalized uh, health testing to the market. And I believe in a few years, we actually come up with such kind of a solutions. So uh, citizens will be uh, provided with some kind of a quick testing of uh, on viruses or some kind of uh, health issues very quickly without even access to hospital because sometimes it's just impossible or we have no time or we have no access or it's overcrowded. So personalized medicine and personalized tools uh, for quick uh, health testing uh, is a crucial for, for the prevention in fighting this issue. So considering the developing situation right now, do you think AI's most crucial use case is then to help manufacture preventive medicines and prescription drugs? Um, as a patient, as a person with a chronic disease, I would say that what we actually need machine to develop um, medicine. <laughs> it's my opinion. Because uh, for instance, uh, I personally use medication uh, from nine, uh, 1960s because uh, since we spirit companies didn't produce anything better. In most cases, we just make money. And we really need machines and AI to build a healthcare driven by actual research, actual result and efficiency, not just because with medicine, it's easier to sell because uh, it's trendy it's, <laughs> uh, and you can go to the mainstream and make more money. We need actually data to define appropriate, appropriate ways to treat problems. Uh, I'm not an expert in medicine, but as a patient, it's my perspective because I collaborate and I talk with different communities, uh, a different uh, association related to particular chronic disease, and they actually believe in technology and they actually not really happy uh, with the, what we call human approach, but in, in a bad way, because it's really uh, far from actual data-driven approach and it's not really close to patient needs. And I believe yes. that coronavirus is a similar case. Yes, so with all of these factors that you mentioned, how AI can help prevent such an outbreak in the future and like with the collaborative AI and everything, how far do you think this research actually is in its current stage? Because I personally believe, again, I'm no expert over here, but I've read some articles and they say it's like in a very early stage right now. Um, yes, uh, I would say it, it uh, depends on a particular type of uh, 
um, solution I mentioned. For instance, when we're talking about collaborative AI and data science, it already works. For instance, as I mentioned, there is a Zindi Africa, a startup which allows to crowdsource efforts, data scientists uh, uh, across the whole Africa. Or we have a global project, Amdina, we will have a talk with them basically in, in, in one, uh, one week very soon. So uh, I will ask them in details about current stage. But currently, we already aggregated uh, data scientists and AI uh, experts around 70 uh, countries around the world. So basically, it already uh, works both technically in terms of awareness, in terms of uh, involvement. Um, I'm already... Um, had a quick acquaintance with with AI Saturdays uh, is an organization with uh, building meetups of AI experts and we build a huge communities in different parts of the world and interesting enough that the biggest meetup we've made was in the Lagos, Nigeria. So uh, uh, emerging regions provide us with a huge amount of talented data scientists, talent. So we have a platform, we have a technology, we have a uh, data. So in terms of collaborative uh, platforms, I'm more or less happy with what we have today and maybe a few years and it help us to come up with a good solution. Uh, in terms of a predictive analytics, in terms of a drug research is a very open question. It's a very complicated uh, area which uh, require significant investments. And in most cases, uh, when we discuss uh, such type of companies, is about scope of investments like uh, 100 millions of dollars is a really uh, kind of unicorns uh, type of companies. It, and they are really far from uh, being transparent and it's really hard to evaluate. So I believe uh, the, this particular niche uh, uh, far from ideal and far from uh, uh, tr transparency and we need more progress here. Uh, and more yeah. democracy and more competition in order to come up with results. And personally, my opinion that people actually, uh, uh, that coronavirus uh, taught us many things about uh, how to treat problems because people don't care about then Ferranus made a bubble. <laughs> they didn't care that some startups are not efficient. And now we see that we have a problem and we didn't have a solution. And that's why we understand what we need to make our startup and our technology work, not just in terms yeah. of valuation, but in terms of actual outcome for patient, for uh, smart personalized cities. It actually should work, not only conferences, not only for investors, VCs, foundation, <laughs> but actual people. Yeah, absolutely. You're right that this pandemic has brought about new insights in the current architecture. And I believe that this is something that will help us accumulate even more going forward. Well, that wraps up our session for today. Thanks for joining us, Yona. Thank you so much. 